Welcome to Women on the Line, a national women's current affairs program produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne on Wondery Country of the Kulin Nations and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Aoife Cook. Today on Women on the Line, we commemorate 30 years since the first Fairly Ring Out demonstration with community activists, academics and prison abolitionists Amanda George and Emma Russell. The first Ring Out Fairly demonstration was organised by the Coalition Against Women's Imprisonment and took place at the former Fairly Women's Prison in Melbourne on the 26th of June 1988. The Ring Out action was repeated three more times over the next eight years, bringing thousands of people to encircle Fairley Prison in protest and in solidarity with the women inside. This show contains original broadcasts from the protests and the speeches from Women on the Line, and the interviews are by Katya Lalo, who we'll hear from now. We're going to have a chat today with two incredible abolitionist women uh, that will, and will all reflect on the 30th anniversary of the demonstrations that occurred. So we have Amanda George and Emma Russell on the line. Amanda is a very long-time activist, academic community lawyer, uh, one of the founding members of Flat Out, a statewide service for women exiting prison, and uh, also one of the original organisers of the Fairly Ring Out. And Emma Russell is a lecturer at La Trobe University whose research explores decarceral feminist and queer activist theories. Uh, and prison abolition, and she has been working on collating audio from the Fairly Ring Out uh, and a and creating a podcast and a research project. And both members, both Amanda and Emma, are members of the Abolitionist and Transformative Justice Centre. Before we start off and have a chat about the 30th anniversary of the Fairly Ring Out, we have some audio that um, from the original 3CR broadcasts. I'm right outside the front of Fairly Women's Prison at the moment. Everyone's just marching round and they're all around the prison. They're banging on the walls with cans. They're banging on the big slide-up front door. It's really huge. There's a lot of, as you can hear, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people having a great time. At the, like, if you're anywhere in the area, just come down right now. This is just an amazing feeling here. But you can see the door of the prison shaking. We'd love to break it down today. As a member of the Women in Imprisonment Group who have organised... This the fourth ring out fairly. Women of Fairly, we expect a thousand people here today. We have got tents. We have got people from the Prostitutes Collective, from Women Against Prison, Rank and File, the Council for the Single Mothers and Their Children, Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service. We have got food, we've got children's activity, and we are here today because your lives are important to us. Woo! Emma and Amanda, that was such amazing audio. And Amanda, we can hear you in that audio. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, well, um, it, it was really incredible. The um, That last piece was... <coughs> trying to uh, address the women over the wall. So we had massive PAs. We had a fantastic truck that uh, 3CR's Jan Bartlett um, provided as a stage. Massive sound system. 
heaps of bands and um yeah um i think the last ring out there were more than a thousand uh people there um one of the great things in the first audio was uh saying that we could see that the uh the gate was um the gate was moving well in fact in one of the um ring outs the gate was actually knocked off its hinges <laughs> and um I guess one reflection of, of, of how different times are is that we didn't get in trouble. <laughs> there were, you know, police were there, but they could see that this was a, an event that was actually being really well managed, even though it sort of, you know, we didn't really intend to get the prison gate off, but it, it came off. Um, and there was an, an, an acknowledgement that there needed to be a great deal of respect around the issues that we were there protesting about. Mm. And Emma, it would be great to, because at the moment you're currently putting together a podcast of this audio and also working on a research project about it. So do you want to give us a bit of a a historical overview of the ring outs? As you mentioned before, Katya, the first one was 30 years ago on the 26th of June in 1988, and it was organised by the Coalition Against Women's Imprisonment, of which Amanda was a key component. Um, And then it was repeated again uh, in 1990 uh, and in 1993. And then the last one was in 1996. And it was actually two and a half thousand people at the last one was uh, what's recorded, which is absolutely incredible to imagine that many people at at a women's prison protest. Um, and the last one occurred because um, Fairley Women's Prison was closed in 1996 um, to make way for a new private prison for women um, that was constructed out in Deer Park, which is still the prison that, that women are incarcerated in today out in the western suburbs. Um, it's not privatised anymore. It only lasted four years as a private prison because it was so horrifically and chaotically mismanaged and lethally dangerous. Um, but what we have seen um, in the, the 22 years since Fairly Women's Prison was closed out in Fairfield um, is that the number of women imprisoned has quadrupled. Mm. Um, so, you know, we've got a pretty alarming historical trajectory, but, um, you know, these protests were a very powerful flashpoint of a broader movement against and around women's imprisonment issues. Um, that you know has has persisted and persevered over decades. And we're going to um, we'll, shortly we'll play a little clip about the demands of the Fairly Ring Out. Um, but Amanda, before we go to the demands, because a lot of those demands are still the things that we're demanding today about um, for our justice system and for women in prison. But it would be great to know a little bit about why the Fairly Ring Out was organised back in 1988. Uh, there was a few things going on. Um, nationally, there was the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths and, and Islander Deaths in Custody, so that was a real focus. And there was also um, an, an in- parliamentary inquiry in um, the Victorian Parliament um, looking at what's called community violence. And so we decided that um, I was at Fitzroy Legal Service at the time and um, a, a group of us decided that we should put in a submission around community violence, which is women's incarceration. And what we looked at was all of the factors 
um, that lead to and are involved in women's um, imprisonment, which is a history of family violence, uh, childhood sexual assault, uh, self-medication, lack of access to education, lack of meaningful jobs, uh, no decent detox rehab facilities in the community, nowhere where women who are wanting to detox or rehab could have their children living with them. So uh, it, it, rather than focusing on the fact that women were committing particular offences, we were wanting to educate the community about really these things don't happen in a vacuum and all of us uh, need to be in our various sectors involved in trying to change things um, to reduce women's incarceration. Housing, of course, was a massive issue then, massive issue uh, now. And we thought that if we had a, a broad coalition of organisations involved, those particular organisations would educate themselves around the issues as well. Um, so that the housing sector would, um, you know, become educated around the importance of housing for women pre and post release. Um, very big issues around needle exchanges at the time. So we, you know, the group of people who were involved directly in women's prison stuff was tiny, but because the issues are, are very broad, we've got a really big coalition of uh, groups we decided on a lightning campaign of about six weeks and we produced a report that was tabled in Parliament but um, every week we let out a new set of demands and we had a new organisation um, doing media um, around the links, for example, between poverty, Centrelink and women's incarceration because at that time also there were a great number of women going inside for social security fraud. So this sort of lightning campaign which was uh, really well covered in all media um, uh, in the lead-up, um, led to um, a 1,000 people on that first uh, ring-out being there. And I, and I guess one of the really significant things at that time was that women in prison were able to make telephone calls out. And so 3CR and a number of shows did some great interviews with women inside so they were actively engaged in what the demands were and what it was, um, what the message was going out into the community. That's amazing because people in prison today, for, for those that don't know, it's actually incredibly hard to communicate with people inside and uh, people inside generally only have, say, 10 people on their phone lists that they're allowed to call and those are monitored by the prison. So uh, it's amazing that at that time you could have such contact with the women inside. It might be a good time to play uh, the demands, actually. So we've got a little audio clip for that. Co-author of the report, Amanda George, outlined some of the recommendations. We are asking that there be a doctor at Fairley in residence 24 hours a day. We're asking that when prisoners are visited by their children, that this not be their one visit for the week. The right to see their parents is a children's right. It is not something that the Office of Corrections should take away from children. The Office of Corrections has got nothing to do with children. 
We are also asking that free childcare be made available at community-based correction centres. We are demanding that the possession of drugs of dependence for personal use be decriminalised. We are demanding that prostitution be decriminalised. And we are demanding that the humiliating and degrading process of strip searches of prisoners after every visit, whether or not any, there is any suspicion of things being passed, we demand that these strip, strip searches be stopped right now. You're listening to Women on the Line, and this week's show brings history and audio of the Ring Out Fairly protests and rallies at the Fairly Women's Prison. Emma, you've been bringing together a lot of this audio, and, and I guess also your research focuses a lot about what's going on inside our prisons and the prison industrial complex. And so with your, you're looking at your research and the work that you're doing on this podcast, um, how has kind of media and 3CI in particular played into this and, and some of your observations about, um, I guess, how these issues have been presented a lot over the years uh, and how they're still going on and you're still identifying them in your research today? Yeah, I mean, like Amanda's saying, um, you know, it's, I guess it's, it's sad that so many of these, and infuriating that so many of these issues um, persist. Um, but also I think it's, kind of a testament as well to how, um, I guess, far-reaching and um, thorough and radical some of these demands of this movement was, you know, 30 years ago. And, um, you know, what they were calling for, uh, unfortunately still relevant today, but, you know, also powerfully still relevant today. And that's kind of part of the significance of, um, I guess, why um, Brie Carlton and I have been doing this historical work is to try and learn from this movement um, to move forward in the present and the future. Um, and I think it's interesting, um, over the course of the protests, you can see the demands kind of morph and change a little bit. Um, so, for example, by, by the last Ring Out protest, the, the first demand that the protest opens with is that no women should be in prison. So it's a really explicitly abolitionist position by by the mid-90s. It, it always was abolitionist, but it's sort of unapologetically so by then. Um, uh, yeah, and Amanda can probably talk a bit more about the role of 3CR, but uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to find um, the that women on the line actually, um, you know, they did these broadcasts of the, of the ring out in the 80s and 90s, and um, fortunately they archived them on cassette, so I was able to digitise the cassette um, at 3CR with the help of the wonderful Juliette Fox. Um, and, yeah, it's incredibly powerful, I think, being able to capture some of these original sounds. I think it makes it um, so much more moving in the present and really connects people in the in nowadays to, um, you know, what happened back then. And it seems like sound in particular was um, a really important component of the protest, 
you know, from the the band, the live bands that were there, and um, the chanting and the noise and the banging on the prison and and the, and the three CR broadcasts across and through the wall um, really elevated the protests and made them all that more powerful. Mm. And because. Uh as community activists, we're often calling for things and it can seem like a long time in between successes. Uh, we're going to play a little audio clip of some of the successes of the campaign. Freecia provided a link with women inside Fairly Women's Prison by encouraging the women to listen to the 3CR coverage and to ring the station to express their feelings about their imprisonment and conditions inside the jail. Susan Duffy spoke to several women prisoners. Look, Fairly's just a show place, you know what I mean? The buildings are all just show. What goes on is what we're concerned about. We're not interested in the posh buildings and all the bullshit they give to the uh, public. We've got to live in them, we know what it's all about. I'm talking on behalf of all the girls at Fairley, and I, we all want to thank them with all their hearts. And while they're out there for us, we're in here for them. The link up's just been made, you can hear everybody clapping. It's just been done. We managed to get right round the prison. Right, it's a big prison, you got right around. I can't hear you, Susan. There's too much noise here. But just a fantastic feeling. All the women wove around the prison and they just made... They just linked up arms. So the whole day has been a total success. Over 800 women linked arms around Fairley Women's Prison. During the action, two ex-prisoners visited the women inside and brought out a petition signed by 56 inmates, which backed up the recommendations made by the report Women and Imprisonment in Victoria. Amanda, you mentioned before that uh, you were really able to get quite close access to the women inside and one of the real issues today for people that are imprisoned uh, is how separated they are from the community and how hard it is to get access to them and how often around prisons there's a huge amount of security um, and areas where the public can't go. So how, what was it like or how did the women inside actually partake in the protest and in the demands themselves? Yeah, it's amazing hearing that, um, that audio actually because when you go to a prison now, you can't even get near the door because they, they excise all this land around the prison as prison property. So even going, you know, often within 50 to 100 metres of a prison now, they can tell you to get off. So, um, you know, it, in some ways, what, what was going on was that we, we had a, a very strong uh, relationship with women inside, going in and out all the time, as did lots of community organisations. So a lot more people had access to the prison in those days. And um, we let management know that it was going on. So uh, we told them what was going to be happening, sort of. Um, and, you know, we, we said to them, we, we do not want you to stop women having visits on the day. We will make sure that the front gate is accessible so that women can get through and have their visits. Because we didn't want women to get punished for the fact that we were having a party outside. Um, you know, even though it was a party about... It was a political party. Um, so 
So I think the fact that that um, there, there was an acknowledgement by the <clears throat> the prison that these things are these things are important. This is the community getting involved. It's a very different. Um, you know, it's very militarised now. Prison, the whole prison industrial complex has completely militarised things and has made prisons completely hysterical about anyone knowing what's going on inside the prison. Women inside the prison, a couple of them actually got on the roof to see if they could see. Um, it, it was... And nothing really happened. Women inside weren't locked in. They were, you know, we could hear them inside. They could hear us outside. Um, at one of the protests, they actually threw a sheet over the fence uh, with signatures and a, and a message on it. Um, and, you know, like we heard, women could access the telephones and ring 3CR and, and go on talk back while it was all happening. Um, and in the lead-up, a number of us had had fairly uh, good conversations with women inside about what we were going to be doing, um, um, and we were really concerned not to sort of jeopardise, you know, what life was like for them in there. And as you said, I mean, now that kind of, well, that kind of going on, so people getting up on the roof, throwing sheets over the fence, I mean, that now would de be deemed a prison riot, essentially, and there would be strict lockdown procedures that would be put in place for people taking that oh, kind of activity. Oh, gas, there'd be spray, there'd be, you know, men running around with these blooming Star Wars helmets on, <laughs> you know, giving you grief. Like, it truly w was an ex extraordinary moment. And, um, you know, the, the people who were running the prison were sensible. They weren't terrified. Mm -hmm. They weren't, um, you know, this whole, the whole risk management thing means that you can't let anything happen now because, you know, something, someone's going to get in strife for something. So there was a great deal of courage, I have to say, um, by the prison administration um, around allowing these things to go on. Mm. Um, there, there'd been, you know, bans going into the prison, like nice girls don't spit went in. And um, I think a week after one of the, the uh, ring-outs, um, they, they went in and uh, did some music inside. And, it, you know, it, prisons were more... Uh, there's no way they were uh, not... They weren't transparent, mm. but there was much more movement in and out. Mm. Um, we had people who worked at the prison who were helping us, um, you know, in that, that they were giving us information useful to our, um, our demands because they were interested in women's lives too. Mm -hmm. Emma, you're actually working on compiling a podcast uh, of the Fairly Ring out at the moment. Yes, yes, it's done. <laughs> oh, it's done? Um, yes, it's, I... Yes, <laughs> just in time. Um, yes, so the, it's a 55-minute um, podcast that's about the history of the Ring Out Fairly demonstrations and um, goes a bit into the background of, of Women Against Prison, which was um, a core collective that was um, central in organising the Ring Out that Amanda was a co-founder of. Um, and, yeah, it's available um, for free on soundcloud.com. And it's just soundcloud.com forward slash ring out fairly. And that's ring with a W. And fairly is F-A-I-R-L-E-A. -E Great. And you've also been working on a, a research project with Brie Carlton. Is that right? Yes. Brie and I are just finishing off a book about um, the history of this 
of this broader anti-pastoral feminist movement based in Melbourne. Um, the history focuses on the 80s and 90s. And, yeah, the book should be out either at the end of this year or early next year. Um, and it's called Resisting Carceral Violence, Women's Imprisonment and the Politics of Abolition. Prisons are basically dangerous places for the people in them and for the community because prisons do, uh, do not do anything other than, than um, punish people. Um, if we want to change people's lives who are in prison, we need to dump a whole lot of money into services in the community, um, into you know, decent wages for people, into housing and uh, support services for, uh, you know, women who have been victims of violence their whole life. That is what will create a safe community. Money in the community is positive money. You've been listening to Women on the Line. And we'll finish today's show with the Fairly Prison Blues by Nice Girls Don't Spit. (laughs) 